<laughs> What's going on, gang? What's going on? It's your boy Phantom Fuego. P H A N T M P H U E G O. You are now tuned into the news, views, previews, and reviews. Which has the twist of his got a point of view. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Hope you guys had a wonderful week. And uh, this new week starts out beautiful for you. Strong, positive, amazing. A week full of good times and, you know, glad days. I really, really hope that, uh, yeah, I really hope that, you know, you have your place in this world, man, um, I really do, I really, really do, <sighs> um, <laughs> yeah, this, this world is a crazy place, man, this world is a crazy freaking place, but if you can somehow figure out the way to navigate it all, if you can somehow figure out a way to navigate it all, my man, you will be You will be a very, very, very well-off person. Well-off mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, psychologically. You know, you'll you'll just be well if you can figure out how to navigate this maze. Um, your your wellness can turn into wealth, and you know, that's always a good thing. So, without too much further ado, gang, we're gonna jump into today's show. It's gonna be dope. Let's get to it. You know how we do it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we are back, gang. We are back. So let's jump into the first story of the day, man. Um, Nothing like talking a little money early in the morning. Yeah, man. Nothing like talking a little money. Early in the morning. Just a, just a fact of life. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't minding your business, you're minding somebody else's. Hey. So I'm telling y'all, mind y'all business in the morning. And ain't it so funny that when we talk about things like crypto, it's literally called mining and it's always been, the concept has always been trying to get people to mind their own business. Mind your business. Mind your business. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about my business. Mind your business. Mind your business. What do you think? Yes? No? Maybe so? I'm just saying, guys, just mind your business. Just something to think about. 
just something to think about. If you don't think it's something to think about, then you tell me what you think. So HODL don't trade. HODL don't trade, says the Etka AI Bitcoin trading bot. An AI trading bot that learns how to how to time the market and accumulate Bitcoin quickly learned that the best way is simply HODL. HODLing really is the only way when it comes to accumulating Bitcoin. At least that's the conclusion made by the artificial intelligence trading bot coded up by a Portuguese software developer. Bitcoiner Tiago Vasconcelos is the man behind the trading experiment. Vasconcelos built an AI trading bot that would help him accumulate more Bitcoin and test his coding skills. Almost inconceivably, instead of trading, the bot quickly concluded that the best way to trade Bitcoin is to buy and hold on to it. Vasconcelos is the lead founder of the Asieta Bitcoin, a Portuguese organization promoting the adoption, education, and sharing of Bitcoin information. A keen Bitcoiner, he also dabbles in Bitcoin-related side projects. He told Cointelegraph, shout to Cointelegraph for the amazing article, by the way, it was a reinforcement learning AI, it was a reinforcement learning AI experiment where I went and got a truckload of historical data from Bitcoin slash USDT the code sourced and scraped the daily price action from 2014 to 2021. Vasconcelos then trained it or told him, told about the boot, the rules. Here are the candles. You can either buy, sell, or do nothing. From every For every profitable trade, the bot will be rewarded one point. The bot loses one point as a punishment for lost trades. Finally, a reward is granted to the bot for the total amount of Bitcoin the bot finishes with. The goal for the bot is to get the highest score possible, and the and the exercise is that he makes thousands slash millions of tries on that set of data, making a mental path of winning is the best time, <clears throat> when it is best to buy, best to sell, etc. The beauty of the AI is that the bot begins to observe patterns in what Vasconcelos describes as moves that the bot makes to maximize its trading score. Eventually, the bot concludes the best move is to buy as soon as possible and never sell. There you have it. Now, it's not just popular talking heads and even banks in the Bitcoin space that are crying hodl. Even the robots are hodlers. That's crazy. That they they essentially fed the robot all of the data contrasting uh, Bitcoin versus USDT or US uh, Tether uh, for from 2014 to 2021 the price action and he's like yeah I'm gonna buy and hodl every chance I get hodl is a popular popular meme in the Bitcoin space originating from a Bitcoin talk forum 
post in 2013 by an inebriated contributor, contributor who misspelled hold. The reason why the original commenter, Game Kyubi, decided to hodl is because I'm a bad trader and I know I'm a bad trader. Turns out he might have been just as smart as artificial intelligence all along. Mm. When it comes to Bitcoin, guys, it's really buying and hodling. It's really the best best strategy. It is really the absolute best strategy. What? This is dumb. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Reddit stashed away away Bitcoin worth a hundred dollars for a hundred years in public library. In a fun fortune-finding experiment, a Redditor has locked away $100 worth of Bitcoin in a public library somewhere in Europe until 2122. There's never a dull day in Bitcoin land. Despite the markets calling for a lull, the creative Bitcoin community always has a cause for amusement. A Redditor by the name of Optimal Dentist.org, henceforth, OD. <laughs> Queried the longevity of Bitcoin network with a time-lapse challenge. In a post made with to the Bitcoin subreddit, OD wrote a letter and also put the private keys for $100 worth in Bitcoin. In private communication with Telling Telegraph, they disclosed they put 0 .003 Bitcoin on a new address, put the private and public key together. With the letter in the envelope, and here we are. The lifelong experiment was inspired. Inspired. The lifelong experiment was inspired by recent events put on by the public library in OD City, which will remain secret at OD's request. They told Coin Telegraph that in their city there was an event where you could write something like a letter, poetry, or a diary, which will be stored for a hundred years. If you write some personal info on the envelope, they will try to find some living relatives to give them. OD decided to put something special in the time capsule, namely the public and private key details, 2.003 Bitcoin, roughly $100 at the time of the writing. They told the Coin Telegraph, I will tell my family about this. However, OD also jokes that they may eventually forget this whole thing. Who knows what will happen in the next decades? I mean, listen, that's a $100 gamble. You know what I mean? It might be worth nothing by 2122, or it might be worth millions of dollars. But the fact that he's willing to put a hundred dollars away and see see what it looks like for his family in a hundred years, I mean that's fucking dope, man. I mean just just being that future forward, just thinking that many generations ahead, is so dope. And having the the foresight, hey, okay, if you guys are gonna do this, you guys are gonna create a time capsule. I want in my children's time capsule some Bitcoin, huh? Maybe it works in a hundred years still. Maybe it doesn't. If it does, and it's appreciated in interest all that time, oof, oh my god, my god. But if it doesn't, hey, he tried hundred dollars to try to secure your family's financial future. 
100 years from now when you may not be around personally to take care of them or take care of your great grandbabies. I think that's dope, man. I think that's dope as hell. OD was quick to joke that in the contemporary world, it's a bit like finding the Bitfinex hack amount of money in a letter. The Department of Justice nearly seized $3.6 billion as part of a debacle associated with the crypto exchange Bitfinex. <clears throat> Given that the letter will not be opened until 2122, one Redditor uh, commented that it is sad to think every single one of us will be dead and won't see the outcome. OD agrees and that while it is a fun experiment, ultimately the outcome is a grim feeling. Still, the meme is a very is very strong, and OD's offspring will make will may enjoy riches. OD signed off to CoinGraph, saying, "See you in 2022, the ultimate diamond hands." Very nice. And for those that aren't familiar, diamond hands just uh, refers to the concept of holding on to your cards, not trying to switch cards out as you're playing, but playing your hand and playing it very as well as you possibly could so that was very interesting that was very interesting very very interesting take a quick break gang this is his ghetto point of view we bring you the news views previews and reviews with just a twist of his got a point of view ooh, 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 ooh. we'll be right back Yay! <laughs> yeah gang we back we back we back so in other news in other news in other news Nicki Minaj is considering having Drake Executive produce her new album. That would be freaking dope. Nicki Minaj says that she's discussed having Drake. Executive produce her next album. Nicki Minaj says that she's spoken with Drake about having the certified lover boy rapper executive produce her upcoming project. The two artists have collaborated tons and tons and tons of times uh, throughout their illustrious career. Uh, article courtesy of Hop New Hip Hop, of course. Um including on hits such as Make Me Proud, Only No Frauds, and many, 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 many more. Minaj discussed, discussed working with Drake during a Q&A uh, in, re in response to a question about how long it took her to come up with one of her lyrics. Minaj explained a few minutes. What's funny is that was originally one of the many lines that I had, uh, had on Seeing Green. My SG verse was just way too long, so I kept creating new edits and sending back and forth to the to to Champagne Poppy, because uh, he was like Wayne verse already long as hell. So we got to try to shorten the song. When asked about whether she has any upcoming collaborations with Drake, Minaj revealed we actually discussed him EPing uh, this new album that was before Seeing Green even came out. The next day. Uh, Minaj discussed her sex life on the platform, admitting that she she has never, have never, and will never understand why women fake orgasms. 
Ha ha. That is Nikki. That is Nikki. But that would be dope. I actually think that having Nikki and Drake, uh, allowing Drake, which would also bring 40 and the whole team on, um, whatever producers, et cetera, to executive produce an album for Nikki. It could arguably be one of her best pieces of work. This dude don't miss when it comes to these albums, man. He has a great team around him. The sounds, the, 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 that, that OVO factory, man. It's, it's very polished. This is very polished, man. That's all I'm gonna say. It's all I'm gonna say. It's a very, very polished brand. Very polished brand. Um. So, in other news, guys, uh, NBA YoungBoy is ac- accused of copying Playboy Cardi on new The Baby collab album. And I'm actually going to be doing a review of this album. Um. So stay tuned for that. Uh, everything I've heard of the project I really like so far, um, but uh, especially hit. I gotta stick in the beat. Hit, 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 Scully. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean I can understand the. <laughs> never mind. I uh, I can understand the Cardi references. I could definitely understand the Cardi references, even on hit a little bit. Um. The roller for NBA Youngboy and the Baby's new collaborative album, Better Than You, was a long and eventful one, making news throughout the first two months of 2022. One particular video, the Baby posted sparked headlines. In January, the Baby posted a song snippet for the, for an unreleased song with Youngboy titled Call the Fireman, which actually did not end up on the landing on their March 4th album. In the teaser, fans noticed that YB's ad-libs and choppy flow sounded a lot like Playboy Cardi. Now that we have the album, it seems that NBA Youngboy fleshed out this Cardi flow even more as he introduced a high-pitched, squeaky voice for his chorus on the eighth song, Syracuse rapping, Glizzy Glow, show him what the drink could do. Black, black, pass that drink from Syracuse. Ha, ha, millions, millions, Bentley, Bentley, Lamb, truck, too. When a leak of the song surfaced on that day before the album released, fans erupted Y or YB accusing him of stealing Cardi's sound. Hey man, it's hard to deny that Youngboy definitely sounds like the Atlanta whole lot of red rapper, as Cardi's influence has been widespread since his emergence. While the baby and NBA Youngboy's joint album is exciting for hip hop, it's a shame it could be clouded by a story like this. Promotional singles like Bestie, Hit, and Neighborhood Superstar all had fans excited for the record, but Syracuse could bring a stench to the project overall. Oh, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. I just don't want to hear it, man. We all copy from each other in hip-hop, man. I mean, the genre lends itself to that. So it's kind of silly. It's, it really is kind of silly. Like, I get it, Cardi. Your sound is very unique. It's infectious. It's it's It's, it, it's hype. There's an energy about how you just come on the track and come on a record. But to carry on like, oh, no one else should, should emulate or copy that style of flow. I mean, that's so silly, man. Everybody copy everybody flowing hip hop. So I think we should just not even go there, man. 
It's a little silly to me. A little silly. A little silly. I'm still digging the album. I'm still going to do a more deep dive on the album. So look out for that. Look out for that. Look out for that. You got the baby and NBA young boy on a project together. You know, definitely got to get out of deep listen. Gonna take a quick break, gang. Be right back. <laughs> yeah, it's back. We back. We back, gang. So, Billboard News: Cardi B officially weighs in on the Ukraine-Russia crisis. If I don't say the right things, I might get killed. Uh, it's courtesy of Anna Chen. Um, Cardi B is speaking out after President Vladimir Putin uh, on February 21st uh, recognized two breakaway pro-Russia regions of Ukraine as independent and ordered troops deployed to the region. But she's doing it with caution. I wish these world leaders stopped tripping about power and really think about who's really affected. The citizens. Besides, the whole world is in a crisis, she tweeted in the early mornings of Tuesday, February 22nd, after a fan wondered about her thoughts on Putin's actions. Wars, sanctions, invasions should be the last things these leaders are worried about. When another fan tweeted in response that they thought that it wasn't the WAP rapper behind the message, Cardi clarified things with a video the phone is not hacked. It's really me, she declares in a minute-long clip shared on Twitter. I actually want to say a lot of things, but I'm just going to mind my business because sometimes I feel like I have such a big platform that if I don't say the right things, I might get killed. Though she has safety concerns, the Grammy winner did elaborate on her thoughts on what's going on politically around the world. I'm really not on NATO's side. I'm really not on Russian side. I'm actually on the citizen side because at the end of the day, the world is having a crisis right now, she said. This inflation, not only in America, but everywhere in the world, is really is really hard to get the economy back up. She said that this inflation, not only in America, but everywhere in the world, it's really hard to get the economy back up. There are so much shipments and embarkments backed up. China's not really messing with us. Um, yeah, she used the word embarkment. Guys. She made it very clear that history was her number one subject in school. I don't, I'm going to say this, and it's probably going to sound crazy to some people, but to some people it's going to sound regular. I don't think that there's much difference between Cardi B and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. I feel like a few different changes in Cardi B life, and she could have been where AOC was. Very quick. She's well-spoken, you know what I mean? Nice-looking young lady, well-spoken, articulate, keeps energy up, has a very eclectic, eccentric personality, doesn't have a problem letting people completely into all types of crazy areas of her life. And, uh, yeah, man, I honestly don't think that a run for office is out of Cardi B's future. I don't think that at all. I actually think that they they we will push her to run for some type of political office. Um I don't know if she'd be the worst at it to be either. Honestly guys, I know she gets a lot of flack. Oh strip of this dumb dumb girl that sex video this uh 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 
I don't think you get to her level of fame and status without being extremely intelligent. I don't think she'd be as articulate as she is. I don't think she'd get the opportunity she gets without being extremely articulate and intelligent. There are women who we claim have a lot more intelligence in the game and in the industry that don't get the opportunity she gets, that don't get to speak to the people she does. And you can say, oh, it's because of, you know what I mean, who she, she got this big reach. But again, I don't think you get the reach without being smart and executing smart plans. So I think it's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy if you think about it. Because I don't think any of it is untrue. I don't think, but I don't think you get one without the other. I think you gotta have smarts and wits and talents all together to to make it as far as she has. Just my cup of tea, my particular perspective. Uh, article continues. Um, this inflation. China's not really messing with us, so a lot of things are behind. A lot of goods are behind, and this, and this shit just made it a lot more complicated. So I'm just really annoyed by this. She concluded, and I really wish all world leaders right now just really come to the logical conclusion. But whatever. <laughs> Cardi's latest tweets come after she clapped back at conservative commentator Candace Owens who reignited their ongoing feud by calling the rapper uneducated during a recent appearance on the Full Send podcast. She literally doesn't even know what country she's in, how the country works, Owens opined. She's mouthing off and saying things, and she literally and she literally doesn't understand. When Cardi got word of the latest this, she fired back at Owens on Instagram. What's embarrassing is that she's she tried to get on her lawyers to get her lawyers to make me do a public apology after she's been attacking me for months and trying to make me pay her 75k a month or she threatened to sue with no case like how smart are you you don't even know the law anyway very interesting guys very interesting um I also think uh, Cardi B and Candace Owens are a lot more alike than they are different. And uh, hopefully one day they can put their partisan polit- political positions to the side and uh, just do for the people. Because I think both of them actually want to do for the people. I think, you know, Cardi being from where she's from, she automatically got affiliated with the Democratic Party. But I think with Cardi being in Atlanta... Uh, being around that environment, yes, uh, people have tried to democratize Atlanta, but I think in being in Atlanta and seeing how business can go for you doing for self and the freedom you get with being your own, being uh, in charge of your own narrative and your own history, I think Cardi is slowly becoming more of a capitalist, more of a Republican or more at least centered thinking in her ways, not as liberal, not as much about, you know, just the free handouts, but actually really about putting things in place where people can execute and do for self. So I think she's far more centrist leaning and maybe even uh, right centrist um, has far more uh, intelligent views on some of the world's biggest political issues 
than even some of these fucking candidates we have on the left. Like, I, I've yet to hear AOC say anything <laughs> that eloquent about the situation. But I'm going to leave it alone, man. I'm going to leave it the hell alone. Just his ghetto point of view. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Take a quick break. Jump right back in. <laughs> yeah, gang, what's going down? What's going down? So when do we when do we reach the point of stupidity? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I understand there's a huge conflict going on between, you know, Ukraine, Russia, NATO, Russia, America, NATO, Ukraine, and Russia. However you want to see it, Poland, America, Ukraine, NATO, Russia, France, Poland, NATO, Ukraine, Russia. Have you France, Poland, NATO, China, Ukraine, Russia? Whoever you want to see are the players in this particular conflict. Um, like Cardi B said, man, the people, the citizens are the ones who are paying the cost on both sides. Um, so in a uh, recent article, Netflix and TikTok block services in Russia to avoid the crackdown. A lot of companies lately, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, PayPal, um, some crypto exchanges have all blocked services to the citizens of Russia. The citizens are not the ones who declared war. The citizens are not the ones who declared war. Yes, some citizens are going to be pro what their country is doing. Of course, just like there are citizens in Ukraine who are pro what Ukraine is doing. Just like there are citizens in the U.S. pro what the U.S. is doing. France, China, duh, duh, duh. There are also going to be people who are against what they're doing. So those people hurt as well. There are people in Russia who don't want uh, Vladimir Putin to invade um, Ukraine or to continue with these military exercises if you will in Ukraine should they suffer or they should just leave the country uh, what if they can't afford to do that so now we're going to put them in a country where they don't have access to their financial services they don't have access to the everything's going up they can't access their financial services uh they may be under martial law because you know threats of military violence uh from um, neighboring neighboring forces and then to like say you, you can't have no Netflix you can't have no TikTok you can't have no Twitter you can't have no Facebook you just you just have to just sit there and just suffer through conflict that you may not have wanted in the first place I don't I don't get the point and if if it's about being about humanity and being fair it's like we're very quick to just cut off a whole group of people in this world and not even blink about it we literally just did this we cut off a whole group of people because they may not have wanted to because they wanted to exercise their autonomy with their bodies we cut off a whole group of people because they may not have wanted to get two and three boosters we cut off a whole group of people we can't keep doing this y'all where does this end where is this going so, Billboard, Netflix, TikTok block services in Russia to avoid crackdown. TikTok said Russian users can no longer post new videos or live streams, courtesy of Billboard, of course, or see videos shared from elsewhere in the world. So, not only can we not post, we can't even just watch the platform. We can't even see what other users are doing, other users are talking about. 
Netflix said it's suspending service in Russia. So you just can't even watch a movie. What? <laughs> Netflix and what What are you going to do if you're watching Netflix, huh? You can kill somebody with your Netflix account. That goddamn price make a motherfucker jump off the bridge. That's about it. What What else is going to happen? Netflix and TikTok suspended most of their services in Russia on Sunday. March 6th, as the government cracks down on what people and media outlets can say about Russia's war in Ukraine, TikTok said Russian TikTok said Russian users of the popular social media app would no longer be able to post new videos or live streams as they wouldn't be able to see the and they would also wouldn't be able to see videos shared from elsewhere in the world. Like it's like you we're intentionally dividing ourselves. Instead of talking, instead of being, trying to be understanding and compassionate, empathetic, we're essentially dividing ourselves. Netflix said it was suspending its service in Russia, but didn't provide additional details. The actions are likely to further isolate the country and its people after a growing number of multinational businesses have cut off Russia from vital financial services and technology products in response to Western economic stations and global outrage over the invasion of Ukraine. The people themselves in Russia are not invading anywhere, but they will suffer. Un- wonderful, isn't it? Russian President Vladimir Putin on Friday intensified a crackdown on media outlets and individuals who fail to hew to to hoe the to the line to the Kremlin line on the war blocking Facebook and Twitter and signing into law a bill that criminalizes the international the intentional spreading of what Moscow deems to be fake reports. <clears throat> In light of Russia's fake news laws, we have no choice but to suspend live streaming and new content to our video service while we review the safety implications of this law. TikTok said Sunday in a statement on Twitter, our in-app messaging service will not be affected. Interesting, interesting, interesting. TikTok spokesperson Hillary McQuaid said the TikTok app in Russia now appears to appears in view only mode and won't let people post or see new videos or live streams. They can still see older videos, but not if they came from outside the country. That's crazy. The safety of employees is our top priority, she said, adding that the company, part of a Chinese-based tech company ByteDance didn't want to put either put either its Russian employees or users at risk of severe criminal penalties. But that's weird. If China owns ByteDance and China's supposed to be on Russia's side in this whole thing, why suspend TikTok? Because they're worried that TikTok users might post anti-Russian sentiment and then that might create more problems. Okay, but then why not at least let the people in Russia post stuff for Russia, pro-Russia, to Russia? Why just shut them down? The new legislation quickly rubber-stamped by both houses of the Kremlin-controlled parliament and signed by Putin imposes prison terms of up to 15 years for those spreading information that goes against the Russian government's narrative on the war. Multiple news outlets have also said they would pause their work inside Russia to evaluate the situation. Russian authorities have repeatedly and falsely decried 
reports of Russian military setbacks or civilian deaths in Ukraine as fake news. State media outlets refer to Russia's invasion of Ukraine as a special military operation rather than a war or an invasion. The law, I mean, every country has propaganda. Every country has their narrative. Every country sees things from their perspective. Every country is like a person. Every person, is, you have when you have a story, you have my side, you have their side, and then you have the truth, which is generally often lying somewhere more in the middle of both of the opposing, contrasting viewpoints. The law envisions uh, envisages sentences of up to three years of fines for spreading what authorities deem to be false news about the military, but the maximum punishment rises to 15 for for cases deemed to have led to severe consequences. Very interesting, guys. I just think that too much censorship, that's a slippery slope. Too much censorship is a very slippery slope. Too much censorship is a very slippery slope. And as we start to go down that road, there's literally no turning back. And people are just going to really suffer. So... You know, I try to caution away from such things. Just his ghetto point of view. Ooh, ooh. Take a quick break, gang. Jump back into it. Cheer. And uh, not so cool NBA news. Uh, Swipe of the Fox, a.k.a. De'Aaron Fox, um, is Catching a lot of heat for allegedly uh, rug pulling 1.5 million, roughly, in investment payments for his uh, NFT line that has still yet to emerge or drop. Um, craziness. Article courtesy of SB Nation. Uh, Sacramento Kings guard De'Aaron Fox is facing some hefty allegations and hundreds of angry investors after pulling the plug on an NFT. Uh, plans that raised over 1.5 million since launching in December of 2021. It's being called a rug pull by investors, ostensibly saying Fox schemed to defraud them of their money and never deliver on the promises he laid out when the swipe of the Fox NFT project launched. Messy, messy, messy. Dang. News began to spread that something was happening with Swipe of the Fox on Wednesday. Uh Wednesday February 22nd. When investors noticed all communication had gone dark, the official website is now offline. A Twitter account related to its development was deleted. The the community discord was shut down and Fox closed replies on his personal Twitter account. It became clear to investors that the project was vanishing leaving them holding the bag on their investments. The term rug pull is a parlance in the crypto space for for a project launching, garnering investment, and subsequently being shut down without delivering on its promises. This happened numerous times before, uh, but rarely, if ever, with a famous backer like Fox as its head. The original Swipe of the Fox project promised giveaways, exclusive chats, gaming opportunities, and more, all available to those who purchase one of Fox's NFTs. However, now... Now, two months after its launch, none of this is, has been available. Fox responded to the allegations Thursday, vaguely outlining that the project was causing him a problem 
and making nebulous promises that it will return in the future. I want to address an NFT project we launched recently. The project launch was ill-timed. I delegated certain aspects of the launch of the NFT launch and an NFT to a partner to partner with professionals. We weren't happy with the execution and demand on my time and attention during the NBA season. This project is about a brand that will continue to grow, but I have obligations that I must fulfill to the Sacramento Kings and their loyal fan base. They deserve all of my attention. As I stated previously, I look forward to doing this again the right way and adding value to my NFT holders. I'm excited to learn from the entire NFT community as well. The project will be updated at the conclusion of the NBA season. All right, well, it's March. His team ain't going to the playoffs. So a month, you better run that to them in a month, bro. The statement could is cold comfort for those who have already purchased Fox's NFTs. It's unclear whether they will be reimbursed for their investment, investment, or included in this new project. Fox saying will be done, quote unquote, the right way. It's understandably left investors angry and demanding answers. Article concludes it's all a mess. There are no clear answers and Fox didn't do anything to clear up the damage left in the wake of the NFT project. Hopefully, like you said, this gets cleared up as the season at the end of the season. And uh, yeah, because I would hate to think that, you know, the NBA would want to have such a large cachet player like Swiper involved in such a problem. Um, Adam Silver, who's very big on the players, you know, embracing technology and doing good by the fans to create that community uh, feeling that the fans have with the players and the interactivity uh, will, I'm sure, be on top of this to make sure that this goes smooth or that Swiper reimburses these people because that's the last thing he needs as one of his young up-and-coming superstars to be called a thief of $2 million so early in his career. But that's all I got for you guys today, gang. It's been your boy. This is your boy, Phantom Fuego. This has been a dope episode. Um, let me know what your guys' thoughts. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. Tap in with us on t- on Twitter, on Instagram, HGPOV, HGPOV shows, respectively. His ghetto point of view podcast. You'll find us up there, gang. Send me some stuff to check out. Send me some dope albums. Send me some dope music, some dope content you're working on. Let me know about what NFTs you guys are minting. Let me know about what white whitelist you guys are trying to jump on. Uh, no dope projects you guys are working on. New apps you're developing. New apps you just think are amazing. New videos or films you think I should just tap in and check out. This is always a dope. And it's because I have the dopest audience in the world. And I appreciate you guys. See you soon. Peace.